think we might have a show tonight. What do you What do you think? You think we have a show? Uh, what What is tonight? What is today? Today's Tuesday. Is it? Is this? Is this? Is this funny enough to say before? Uh, I don't know, man. But you try coming up with something funny when you're in pain. Uh, it's really oh, difficult yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, so, warning everyone: we will not be talking about Wonder Woman on this. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> right? right. Roll that footage. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. That means it is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. My name is Chris Adams. <laughs> Just right out the gate with that enthusiasm tonight. I, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, happy holidays, y'all. It's, it, it's, it's been, what, a couple of weeks or so, I feel like? At wow. least a week, but... Do I, I see dead people. Why? Why are you seeing dead people? I don't know, dude. It's a movie thing or a movie channel. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had this, or at least one, or it feels like a couple of weeks. Um, so again, happy holidays to all y'all. Hope everyone's uh, Christmas or holiday of choice uh, was celebrated very nicely, very safely. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And hope everyone's gonna have a happy new year because good lord, we, we need one at and, this point. And I hope none of y'all have the Rona. <laughs> oh oh good lord. Yeah. Oh right off the bat, we got Tyler. Hey guys, what's going on, Tyler? Uh hashtag traps and fanatics, hashtag smash cancer. Fantastic. And K Wolf. K Wolf is joining us. Salute, gentlemen. Thank you, K Wolf. Uh, who else is here? If y'all, anyone else who's here, sound off in the chat. Let's see. Let's let's see how y'all are doing tonight. Let's see. Ya. Let's, see ya. let's see. Let's see you get, physically typing known. words in the chat. Make yourself known. Yeah. Um. I'm in a weird so mood this, I think. Yeah, it's kind. Of, so here's the thing. Those of y'all who've been following us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, well, maybe not so much Instagram because it's really just a picture. It's usually like a thumbnail. Uh, I will be fixing that pretty soon, but details of that later. Um, those of y'all who've been following us on social media knows that, uh, we've been going through some, uh, like some little bit of rough and rocky patches lately. Uh, some of it, I mean, uh, some of y'all know why, uh, you can kind of infer, and I don't necessarily really want to talk about that right now. Uh, but the stuff that we will talk about is just the mental headspace uh, of where we're at. Uh, and of course you've got, this one has his uh, physical issues still happening as well. So, which is worse this um, week. Cause apparently I pulled some kind of muscle in my uh, shoulders and I have no idea how or why. So I'm kind of waiting for that part to subside and then I can go on with my usual pain that I have. Yeah. Um, and then of course uh, with me, it's all been like mental stuff. Uh, I, I will sum it up by saying that a lot of my mental stuff, in regards to this channel is just because I'm so passionate about trying to get this to work. And I think that that goes, that goes for both of us. We're both very passionate about this channel, about what we want to do. Um, I said it in a tweet yesterday. I don't feel like I've done as much as I could have done uh, to help build this channel up. And it's something I want to fix uh, 
very soon. Uh, there are plans in motion. We will be announcing them very soon. So, in, in the meantime, though, what you have when you access this channel, when you come here and hang out with us, is that you have me who's physically broken in some way and him who's mentally broken in some way. And so, actually, you have two people here, but we're really just one whole complete host on this channel with two different opinions. So, <laughs> this is about movies, but this is starting to become like that movie split <laughs> with uh, <laughs> which, with which one was it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's starting to sound like. Uh, William Belfer, Billy Belfer, what's going on, Billy! sir? Thank you for joining us. Uh, longtime friend of the show, one of our, uh, uh, one of our like first like I guess fan in interactions with uh, going through the Schmodown, uh popped up in our Houston live. Uh, yeah, I vlog, uh, I also and is so I, great. I also like trying to figure out sentences halfway through while I'm saying them. Yeah. Uh, well, because that's the other thing. Like, those of y'all know, like, I, I stumble over my words a lot. It's because I'm very uh, – I've gone through a lifetime in my childhood of not watching what I say, and my mouth has gotten me into trouble before. I don't like doing that anymore. So, yes, I'm very careful about what I'm saying. But at the same time, I'm like, I just want to lay back and relax. Uh, but – Nice. All that being said, thank you, Billy Belford, for being here. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get to. There you go. Uh, if you guys may notice, um, real quick, this usually the shelf has things on it. There's usually yes. some stuff on the shelf. Right now, it's, it's a terrible, terrible background for YouTube content. There's really nothing back there except for like that script for Star Wars. Um, the reason there's nothing on the shelf is because it's all on our shelf. Out in the living room, decorating the background that we now have for our videos that we're apparently going to start doing again because movies are coming back in some form or fashion. Uh, the way you can know this and check on this is that if you've seen our reviews for Wonder Woman 84 and Soul, you'll see that we are no longer flanked by just a random Starry Night Joker behind us. It is now an actual complete shelf with trinkets and doodads and movies all over because we're a movie YouTube channel and that's how they be. So that's why there's nothing on my shelf. I physically did not feel like going and grabbing it all and putting it back on my shelf before this stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we will be redecorating his uh, shelf with uh, knickknacks and trinkets and videos and stuff. Uh, but if you would like to help with that, uh, there is streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. That's a great place to help us decorate and or just overall build this channel. Uh, there is also Super Chat. Super Chat's available on this channel. And also Patreon.com slash Cinefanatics. Uh, let's talk about that real briefly. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, probably like a month ago or so, uh, we, did, uh, we did a bit on the tagline here where we talked about stuff that's being added to our Patreon. Uh, one of the first things was the Discord, which is now live. Uh, the Discord has been live for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it, it, it's, it, I, I've been enjoying it so far. I really like, I'm not like a discord type person, um, just because there's just so much social media going on and I still have to work like 40 hours and maintaining everything. It's just like, ah, it crazy, but I like the way he has set up the discord for us. So uh big shout out to my brother over here. Uh, it looks nice. Uh, we're probably going to change a couple more things around as far as uh, Cinefanatic stuff as 
we continue to grow this channel again details about that later but uh yeah if you hop on our patreon at the one dollar tier you will have access to the discord right off right out the gate one dollar discord uh so come hang out Let's talk. Let's build that community there. Uh, the other thing is, again, uh, about a month ago, we were talking about add-ons to our Patreon, and those are live now, uh, starting tonight. All the uh, additional tiers that we have, uh, I think we go all the way up to the the now called Smaug level of the $100 a month tier. Smaug. Smaug. Smaug the hell are we doing we're just weird (laughs) um (laughs) anyways we have more tiers up there available come help us out uh help us build this because 2021 is going to be amazing for the cinefanatics and i'm not taking no for an answer on how big this channel is going to grow it it's the calendar year of the cinefanatics that's what 2021 is yeah so i'm okay uh, no, go check out the Patreon, guys. I uh, updated everything on there. Got new shiny images because I didn't like the ones we had on there before. New shiny tiers because there's all sorts of stuff on there. Jake wants to know what tier will make us cuss on the channel. And, sir, that's at the, well, I don't know, $2,000. That sounds good. Uh, that's at the $2,000 tier. We will say whatever you want pretty much at that level. So... It's not a real level on Patreon because I don't know if you can make a tier that high. Maybe you can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You can do a $2,000 Streamlab donation and I'll say whatever you want. So. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably do it for like a hundred. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Shut that, up. That's not official. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it for 500. That's, that's my yeah. final offer. This this is a bidding war now. We're going to talk about movies at some point. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's all the fun stuff we have going on. I know we delivered it in such the most emphatic way possible that gets you all energized and excited for all of it. But we promise you when we're not tired from working all day and tired from being physically injured my whole life, apparently, uh, we will be energized and excited about all of this. Because, again, 2021 is a big year. And it's a big year to get excited, too. So let's talk about movie stuff. Uh, so before we dive into movie stuff, uh, I do want to touch upon uh, real quick. Uh, the movie trivia showdown, they have released uh, a list of people who are joining the draft. Uh, something that I want to point out on this on this list that I am a huge, huge fan of. Uh, y'all, Some of y'all may have seen it before because it was like what, back in May, I believe. Um, we had Sean Chandler join us on the tagline here. We talked about uh, movies-related stuff because that's what we do on this channel. We all um, talk about movies way too much. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> nice uh-huh. uh, so we've had him here, and then we also talked about uh, his his interaction with Christian on Twitter on possibly being in the Schmodown. Uh, he's now officially a part of the draft list. So managers going into this next season will have the ability to draft him onto their faction, which I am eagerly hoping happens. Uh, Cause Sean Chandler is amazing. And there goes my cat. And I I'm eager to see him play in this. Um, so 
yeah, uh, go check out Sean Chandler's channel. Um, the other one I was wanting to point out, um, I had this all like in my head when I was uh, showering before work. Sure. This real, real quick, I should say the reason like we're huge supporters of Sean Chandler is because he lives in Austin with us. Oh yeah, well yeah. Um, <laughs> so to carry on to piggyback off of that, uh, the other one that's also here in Austin that I inadvertently uh, ran into uh, that he came into my store the other day was other Joe from the angry Joe YouTube channel. Uh, for those of y'all familiar, they also do movie and video game content. Uh, other Joe came in and I spoke with him about the Schmodown, and he seems fairly interested on it. So I'm hoping, hoping that this might be something that could potentially reach up to Christian and we could also get angry Joe and or other Joe on the Schmodown as well. And then yeah. basically we're just building up a faction of like all the Austin YouTubers like Sean Chandler and um, you like double toasted is here in Austin. And uh, who else? I feel like there's another like duo that's from Austin that's on YouTube. That I could mean, be on the showdown. Oh, oh, you, you and, uh, pretty much anybody Rooster, from Rooster Teeth over Rooster Teeth. That's right. Funhouse. I don't know if Funhouse was from Austin, but Rooster Teeth is based here. So, yeah. So, we can build up an entire faction of Austinites on YouTube. I think Funhouse is LA. Yeah. They may be on the LA leg of There's Rooster Teeth. But funny. Rooster Teeth is based here in Austin as well. So, uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want to mention that just in case, you know, if uh, <clears throat> this happens to get clipped out and uh, sent to Christian and Angry Joe, there, there's the reason why. <laughs> That's where it gets mentioned. <laughs> um, the anyways, Lone Star faction is forming. The Austin, Texas specifically faction is forming. That would be great. Anyways. Anybody from across Texas, let's make it the whole Lone Star faction because there's only like half a faction's worth in Austin. <laughs> Yeah, but who's going to be the manager of that? Shannon or uh, Winston? <laughs> yeah, really? One of them has anyway. to ditch their, their other team. Uh, so, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up real quick just because I'm proud of uh, Austin Knights and, like, Sean Chandler's an awesome person. So, just wanted to mention that. Uh, <laughs> and let's go to... That pretty much takes care of all the personal stuff. I mean, <laughs> holidays have been pretty decent but they have uh, been movies watched uh it's been a couple of weeks you watched anything new lately i watched a couple things new and i'm pretty sure we'll talk about them in the stream uh there's one that we will talk about in this stream because it's just gonna it's most of the conversation probably uh but uh the other one i would say that we could mention that we both saw recently was soul the new Pixar movie, fantastic. I love that movie. I thought they did such a good job with that. Um, if you haven't seen Soul, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's not behind a paywall other than just a subscription to Disney+. Plus. So go watch that. It's fantastic. Uh, I know there's some there's there's a few people that don't like it, but I, I get why. <laughs> but I don't think this one has been as, de this, was it divisive? Is that how you say that word? Is it divisive, divisive or divisive? Something like that. Yeah. Divisive. It hasn't been as, yeah, it hasn't been as bad as Wonder Woman. So uh, we'll talk about Wonder Woman in a little bit. But yeah, that's that was a good one. It hasn't um, been as decisive. I haven't decided that I wanted to, to see it as much. Welcome to Grammar Fanatics. 
<laughs> this is <laughs> not a place you go to for grammar. No. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sean Chandler liked one of my comments just as we're talking about him. <laughs> it's in the He's air. Watching. He's yeah. watching. That'd be cool. Let us know you're watching. <laughs> uh, anything else? Have you watched anything else new? I don't think so. I think I've only watched uh, just those two. Okay. Well, uh, I did. I did rewatch uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," which I haven't seen that in so long that it was basically like watching it new. So uh, that's that is a darn good classic movie. I loved that. Um, also, not a Christmas movie. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess the I argument would, for that actually being a Christmas I actually movie. would argue that it is a Christmas movie. For sure. Yeah. It is classically a Christmas movie. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, no, it's 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 fantastic. I really actually enjoyed it. It's uh it is just a delightful story, honestly. Um I, I'm not gonna sit here and give a review of It's a Wonderful Life because like it's it's so old that pretty much everyone's already seen it and already knows what they feel about it. So I wouldn't say everyone has seen it. Well, some people have the attention span of a moth, and everyone else has seen it. So I have tried watching that multiple times, and for some reason, I just I uh, most of it's probably just because of time and not because of lack of focus. Uh, I just I haven't been able to make it through that movie. So uh, and since Christmas has already passed and it definitely is a Christmas movie, uh, probably uh, we're we're out on it getting watched this Christmas season. So I will probably do it. I'll try for it again next Christmas season. But I watched it on the 26th. You can still watch it. Uh, I'm one of those people that like as soon as Christmas is over, I don't want to hear Christmas music anymore. Uh, unfortunately, where I work, they are still playing Christmas music on the radio, and I have no control over it, and it's driving me bonkers. So, um, it was a reference to the first thing that popped in my mind. Jake, problem with that? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I do. I don't mind watching stuff that's in uh, black and white. I'm a big fan of that Kevin Smith movie, Clerks. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of like older movies as well. So, uh, it, it's not the black and white thing. So. I mean, I got you to watch 12 Angry Men, and that one's a dang good classic also. That was a good one, yeah. Um, there's plenty of movies in black and white. Uh, I'll even watch a movie in sepia, uh, like the beginning of Wizard of Oz. Oh. Very, very anyway. nice. You, you And the only way you're watching that is with some Pink Floyd playing at the same time. We all know how Probably you Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, so real quick, uh, movies I caught up on because I've gone through a bunch actually uh panic room saw for the first time that was pretty nice. pretty decent i mean not fincher's best but it was good uh what was it passenger 57 man that was what a cheesy 90s action movie that was but um love actually i watched this for the first time i actually went to a a movie theater was playing it here and i went to the movie theater with a friend and i watched it for the first time and i like that movie that was such a good movie. Uh, it's a lot like that movie, uh, that uh, Oscar award-winning movie, Crash, only much better. Um, Someone somewhere is going to click on this, and they're going to be like, how dare you mention both Crash and Love Actually in the same sentence together? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, City Slickers, 
That was pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I think I'm, yeah. City Slickers I like only so much that it's it's actually got more heart to it than you would think. It is a really good, like, heartfelt movie. So, and I think yeah. I think I may have mentioned that before. Anyways. What's going on, City Slicker? Yeah. That's a, that is a reference. That was a reference to I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. I do like that line always bet on black. That was that was good. Yep. And uh, um, real quick before we move on, we've got a yeah. Streamlab donation also from the K Wolf saying just wanted to show some support. We appreciate that so much, K Wolf. That is very much appreciated. I don't have a lot of words. Uh, we're very grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh anyways, that's it for uh personal movies that we've watched. Let's talk about some movie news. Uh, right off the bat, let's go first into talking about the reviews for Wonder Woman <laughs> that are out. <laughs> this oh, is kind of crazy. Like all the reviews before this movie came out, was like they knocked it out of the park. This is a great movie. Another, another fantastic job done by everyone involved. Because a lot of it was the same crew that worked on the first Wonder Woman movie. Which, like we talked about in our review, and pretty much almost everyone else is saying, the first Wonder Woman movie was fantastic. Except for maybe like that little bit at the end. The Sir Patrick, David Thewlis as Ares is a little weird. But other than that, the movie's great. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Eh. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, you're you're gonna get more of a detailed uh, uh, reaction from us, obviously, in our review, which you know we would definitely point you towards. But basically, to summarize, eh. <laughs> the the thing okay. about it though is what's happening is online we're seeing a bunch of I guess like toxic reviews is what I would call it, where people are just straight up trashing it and they're doing it in such a mean way. Like yeah. if you if you liked Wonder Woman eighty four, you're just a weird person. You can't be a normal human being. Like y'all got to come off of that. Like there are, I said in the review, I thought it was a fun movie. I can understand liking the movie for certain aspects. For some people, yeah. those certain aspects may be enough to encompass the entirety of that movie, but. Good lord, like the opinions of like the toxic people with the with their reviews of it is just insane. If you like Wonder Woman 84, cool. That's fine to do. You can like something, but oof. It's very just, interesting to see some of the uh, some of the discourse that's over it, some of the things that people are highlighting from within the movie to uh point out and talk about. Um you know, I don't really want to go into like spoiler details or anything, but there's you know, there, there's there's issues in there of like kind of like a body swap kind of a thing. I'm not even gonna go details into that, but like a body swap situation, and people are saying that there's a lot of stuff going on with that, and there's there's so much there that's like oh, and I don't know there's some cringy stuff in that. <laughs> when you, when I, you really I, think about what's happening, the quantum leap factor of it, there's some cringy cringy stuff in there. <laughs> I will say that I can like I can understand their arguments at face value and I get it and it makes sense. But 
it stops where I'm saying, hey, this is a work of fiction. Nobody was actually harmed. This isn't actually, you know, encouraging you to go harm somebody because what happened in this movie can only happen within fiction in this movie. It's not encouraging any real life situation. So why don't you just chill and just enjoy the movie for what it is? Because the stuff that happens in here is, again, fiction. It's fine. But please, please read it from a fictional mindset, not the if this was to actually happen, because we're not swapping yeah. bodies in real life. No, because I would look much better if we could. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brad Pitt, and th you're watching the Cine Fanatics. <laughs> That's Tom Cruise over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Brad. I got no Tom Cruise impression. I'm not. Did you, bo did you body swap with Tom Cruise or Ben Bateman? Yes. <laughs> both That's what that sounded like um sunglasses yeah you can't be brad pitt you're not eating something right now nope that's a you're eating a fidget sp anyway so uh we're gonna talk about other stuff in regards to the dc universe and wonder woman also and are you, are you, are you done doing that weird thing now yeah i'm full <laughs> um so how was given all these reviews and the fact that wonder woman was one of these was the first of a series of movies that hbo or a dc warner brothers is planning on sending first run movies to hbo max for this next year how was wonder woman's box office like how how it's, does it do? It's actually really funny. Uh, I don't think the numbers are back on the streaming side of it because streaming services now have taken the Netflix approach where they're notorious for not wanting to share their numbers like ever. Yeah. Um, I think they said like a good portion of the subscriber base, at least like half the subscriber base, actually checked it out. So that's that's probably as close as we'll get to hard numbers for right now. So what it sounds like to me is that that's a pretty good amount of people. Cause there's a pretty good amount of people subscribed to HBO max. Um, especially as they're moving forward with these first run movies going to it, you're going to get more and more people subscribing to it. So I ain't bad, but I think the real story is in the actual legit box office numbers because we know that it also simultaneously opened up in theaters where theaters can be open and safe. And so there is actually a hard number on there. And I believe what, what it amounted to over the weekend was like over 17 million, which mm. by any other normal standards sounds God awful. Yeah. But that would be for, straight up failure, <laughs> but for the pandemic times, and this is where they are. Uh, this is, this is where they are, are, are doing the little caveat on it. Like, look, we have to, cause this is just a completely different unprecedented situation with movies. Uh, that is the best a movie has done in the theater since the pandemic has started. Um, so as far as they're concerned, they're killing the game right now. <laughs> yeah. What I'm wondering, um, and this is actually kind of curious. I just thought of this now. So like, Bear with me while I look this up real quick. Um, oh, that's right. Box Office Mojo changed their stupid website. Like, 
a couple of years ago. I haven't been to this website in a while, so nice. Uh, yeah. What is that's insane? Okay, uh, so I watched the the uh, the honest trailer for uh, that came out today. It was they did uh, Screen Junkies. They did an honest trailer of the year twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> they got Patton Oswalt on there. Go check that out. Uh, but one of the comments they made on there is that the highest grossing movie of twenty twenty was Bad Boys for Life. Uh, which, which I think is I still true. I didn't fact check that because I watched it on my lunch break at work earlier today. Uh, and, and I just now remembered that. So I wanted to come back to it. Uh, that's absolutely true. Highest grossing movie this year is bad boys for life. According to box office grosses. So this is a, again, this isn't including like, uh, how much money do you think like HBO max or Disney plus made with their first run content streaming on their sites? So yeah. this isn't including like how much money Disney plus made for Mulan, uh, exactly. but bad boys for life. Number two is 1917, which here's the thing. Like if you remember correctly, that movie technically had its wide release this year. It had a limited release uh, last year just so it would be put into Oscar contention. But its its main wide release was this year. That's wow, insane. That's crazy. It's crazy Number- to think, think about where we were like a year ago because we were, I believe we were seeing that movie last year, not this year. So yeah. kind of, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that those numbers count for, for this year. I, I, I get it. I understand why, but it's just, well, man, this year's okay. been so long. Box Office Mojo is actually saying the release date was December 25th, so I might be wrong on that, but hey, you know what? It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year for everyone. <laughs> it's been like 10 years. Um, number three, though, this one's kind of interesting. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, that... Just an indication of how weird this year was. Um, I, I and like I can't wait to see what happens. The uh, I we keep feel I feel like we keep harping about the pandemic every single time we do a tagline, but you you can't help it. That's what the world is. Uh, I'm eager to see next year. Now that like vaccine is starting to come out, people are taking it, whether you want to or not. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but as as this is seemingly, I guess, starting to come under control, I'm eager to see like how how is it going to work when things get back to normal? Yeah, and yeah, we have regular box offices again. Yeah, when movies start opening up and everything. Uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see that because I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure at this point with how vaccines are rolling out, I'm starting to see people I'm friends with on Facebook uh, posting pictures and videos of themselves getting vaccines. So it it seems to be rolling out at a fairly decent pace, actually. Um, it's you know I don't know you know I'm not obviously not like science minded here, so I don't know you know how vaccines work in terms of mass production and everything, but. At this well, there's rate, two, there's two of them. Yeah, I feel like at this rate, uh, we can begin seeing some normality probably by the end of spring. I'm not saying full on normality, 
but at least we can see you know some of the stuff heading back in the in the direction of normal by end of spring we'll see i don't know there's talks of all sorts of stuff and uh, you know higher counts and raises and what all, all this stuff but uh, as far so, as far as movie yeah maybe by summer though maybe by summer we start getting you know some summer blockbusters coming back uh, here, here's what's hitting right now is I think I believe it was announced today in California. They were saying to halt production of filming of like TV shows and movies in California uh, because of the current spike going on. We have a current spike here in Texas as well. Um, so governor here in Texas has like put us back like a what, threat level five or whatever it's called where you really should not be going outside at all except for essential stuff. But um, I think we've, uh, from what I've seen here, we've reached a certain level where <laughs> people are, people are just going outside no matter what. Anyways, we're uh, it's, you, it's everything back to normal except you're wearing a mask. Are you saying we've hit threat level midnight? Yeah, probably. Um, he doesn't get it, and it's fine. Threat, the rest what's of you threat do level midnight? So we really need to, we really need to get you to watch The Office. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have not. I'm I'm like the last person on earth that hasn't watched The Office. That's okay. My brother's the last person on earth who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. So <laughs> I watched a couple. Uh, a pandemic started, and I didn't feel like finishing such a dark series. Speaking of which, uh, so I guess was it Steven Soderbergh is doing a spiritual sequel to Contagion. No. This is a great time to do that. <laughs> no, uh, the reason this is this is popping up is because, of course, Contagion the movie has been not the actual like virus thing, but the movie itself. I think, uh, I think has, we get it. I think we understand. Yeah, just making sure. Uh, the movie has been like pushed forward in popularity because of the current situation. Uh, and because of that, they're like, hey, let's make a sequel to it, a spiritual sequel. So we're going to do another movie about a disease. I don't know if maybe he might be pushing for a movie based on the actual coronavirus. But I know those movies are coming. Uh, we've already seen, I think there's like a trailer for one that's already out. I don't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but yeah, they're they're definitely coming very soon. We don't need these yet. We don't. We don't. Like I know Hollywood sees ooh goldmine. Jump on this. Be the first studio to get a movie out about it. No, no. Is this is this in poor taste though? Is it in poor taste to to already be pushing movies for this? I I mean, if you want to color it that way, I guess sure. But I think there's just a large disinterest because that's a m movies. For, for better or for worse, are supposed to be an escape from reality. I'm not mm -hmm. going to a movie necessarily to sit down and look at the very real world I'm currently experiencing portrayed on the screen right in front of me. Um, there, is, there are some caveats to that, obviously, with like some like issues of social justice and all that. You know, a lot of times messages come across better in a film format. And so those are the kinds of movies that we do want to see on the screen while the events are actually happening. But... For the most part, a global pandemic is not something I'm really eager to run to a theater or even sit down in the living room to watch a movie about right now. I'm still living it. Because I'm still <laughs> living it. <laughs> um, 
So I was looking real quick, and uh, for example, the movies uh, United 93 and the Nicolas Cage World Trade Center both came out in 2006. And for some reason, I felt like those were actually like closer to 2001. Both of them about the 9-11 uh, uh, terrorist attack. But I thought that they were closer to 2001 because I, I feel like I remember when United 93 specifically came out, my thought was, wow, this is way too soon to be doing a movie about 9-11. And I, I don't know why, but I mean, that was five years later. So I, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about movies coming out within the next year that are going to be about the current pandemic. It's a hard balance because uh, through our lifetimes, the two of us have not experienced major events up until really big major events that would immediately get movie recognition up until 9-11. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's some stuff globally that goes on outside of the country. You know, put your mind on countries other than the United States that there's definitely events happening throughout the world that would get movie interest. But for us, there's nothing that directly affected us as much as say like a 9-11, what have you, that, that happened in our lifetimes up until that point. So we have no balance to know of, is it too soon? Is it not too soon? When do we start? When when, mm -hmm. when is the joke funny? When do we laugh about it? I would say 9-11, you were still in grade school. I was in the military. I was in middle school. Uh, middle school, yeah. Uh, the other big one was that movie Patriots Day about the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, the actual boss, that actual weekend, I was in Boston. Uh, like I left Boston the day before the actual marathon. So that was a real like close connection with me. And I was like, Ooh, that was weird. Uh, so I, I was interested to see the movie when it came out, but yeah, coming out with a movie about the pandemic right now, if that's what this like spiritual successor to contagion is, I don't know. This might be a little too hit or miss. Look, I'll be very generous and say, give it like three years after we're done dealing with the pandemic to yeah. produce a movie about it, but not while we're still experiencing it. That's, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Those of y'all in the chat watching, let us know what you think. Like, it, do you think it might be too soon to do another, another like contagion type movie whether or not it connects whether it's about the coronavirus or not just what do you think of it um as we wait on that the other one i want to point out going back to wonder woman because this has been some kind of weird segue between this movie news today yeah uh wonder woman 3 uh has been put on a fast track for theaters I'm wondering what the idea behind this is, is because <laughs> not in LA. It hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't even been a full week yet. And already they're like, we're seeing good numbers. Let's move it on. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think part of the, uh, cedar allergies already happening here in Austin. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it might be fun for you next week. Uh, hey, partially I'm still wearing a mask. So, <laughs> That actually probably is a huge help. Um, the I think the situation with Wonder Woman is, I think a lot of people who love and care about that character and that property and love the movies and want to see the movie succeed are worried right now as to, you know, is the 
is the pandemic going to cancel all future plans for more Wonder Woman movies? Because this is a character that we still want to see get movies on the big screen and, and all that. And we know how, you know, sometimes the suits in the executive offices like to work where, hey, this movie didn't meet expectations. That's the end of that series. We're not doing anymore. And it, I think people people uh, apply like a robot uh, viewpoint to them. It's like, it doesn't matter the reasoning. Global pandemic, whatever. Movie didn't succeed. Kick it out of here. And I think part of this is to kind of cover that real quick and be like, no, no, no. Don't worry about the pandemic. Don't worry about any of that. That's not canceling our future plans. We've got ideas. We've got stories. We've got things we want to do. Patty Jenkins is back. Gal's back. Let's do it. Wonder Woman 3 is happening. Let's let's make it happen. And I mean, for, for me, like that, that does that does relieve a little bit of tension in terms of what do we expect from these movies that are releasing during this time? And do we still expect them to receive sequels and, and, and whatnot? Uh, I, despite my opinion of wonder woman 84, I very much am interested in a wonder woman sequel, another wonder woman movie provided. Of course, uh, probably Jeff Johns isn't part of it. Um, and then of course we will, we will, we'll hopefully have a, a, a good movie this next go around one that we like. So, Maybe that, and that's the thing to keep in mind with this is the the opinion of people who dislike this movie. It's not being disliked because we're in a pandemic. This is the movie that was supposed to come out this past summer. I don't know if any of it has ago. been. It was initially almost. supposed to come out like last last fall, and they delayed it. Uh, they delayed it to this year, and then it got delayed because of the pandemic. Um, so I'm, I don't know if any of this has been tweaked because we're in a pandemic. Uh, I feel like I read somewhere like the ending of this movie, the ending of this movie takes place during Christmas. So, I mean, makes sense that this movie came out on Christmas day. Great Christmas uh, I, movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not sitting here for that argument. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, I, I wonder if any of it has been tweaked because of the current landscape that we're living in right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I read that some of it may have been, but I'm not sure. Um, so I'm waiting for more details on that. Either way, though, um, do we feel pretty confident that the idea of fast tracking a Wonder Woman 3 right now is good or bad um i don't really have like a strong opinion either way I, I feel like okay i mean maybe what do you what do you i think it comes down to what do they define as fast tracking because if they're trying to quickly rush together a script and then get to shooting this you know by summer of this next year maybe pump the brakes a little bit there <laughs> that's typically not a good sign to rush something that fast no. Um, here's the thing. Like, in all honesty, and uh, we didn't. Min- I, I don't. I didn't say this in our Wonder Woman review. I don't feel like this movie kills the Wonder Woman franchise. No. I, it, it, it's not great. This might be like the black sheep of the Wonder Woman franchise, but I don't feel like that Wonder Woman is like dead in the water all of a sudden. Uh, not like other comic book movies that have done stuff like this. 
And she's um, an iconic character too. I mean, that, yeah, that, that holds weight. I, I'm I'm willing, yeah, I'm willing to give like leeway in so much that like we've never had a a Wonder Woman movie until the first one. Before then, really, our only experience with Wonder Woman was the Linda Carter series from the '70s, and anyone who managed to watch that uh, Adrian Palicki like was it 2011 pilot that unfinished yeah. pilot that you can watch and no, see it was no everyone's getting pulled around on like ropes and pulleys and stuff oh, really? yeah it isn't finished oh okay i thought it was but oh no it was the aquaman one that was finished the the aquaman pilot was finished and that one was like i guess made available yikes yeah uh so yeah, this is the first time we've had a Wonder Woman movie. And so I think that might that might be part of it. We're willing to give it that leeway. I mean, same thing with like Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire series. Uh, the, the difference here is those first two movies were fantastic. But by the time you got to the third one, you're like, hey, huh, you had two fantastic movies so far and you just like killed it on the third one. Let's reboot this in a couple of years, and then we'll reboot it again after that when that one inevitably fails. Uh, It's almost like the (laughs) X-Men. Eventually, in that final reboot, we'll just bring them all back together. Yeah, yeah, we'll just bring everyone back together. Um, It's kind of like the X-Men. The first two movies of X-Men were decent. The second one, much better than the first, I would say, in my opinion. Uh, Third movie, who? Ouch. Well, wasn't it was it in X Men Apocalypse? I believe when uh, they went to go see Return of the Jedi in the in the movie theater and they walked out and Jean Grey was like, "Wow, they can never stick the uh, the third movie in trilogies, can they?" And I was sitting there laughing because the movie I was watching was terrible, and yeah. it was the third movie in the trilogy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one that was pretty bad. Um, but as far as like Wonder Woman, like being being fast checked though. Uh, Again, like I said before, I think it really depends on how you define the term fast tracking. If it just means that it's moving up on the priority list, cool. Down for that because I'm scared about everything else that DC is planning, which we'll touch on that here in a little bit. Uh, for the most part, though, I am, I'm, you know, Wonder Woman's an established property. If you want to move that to the top of the list right now, by all means, that's good. But if, again, if you're saying, hey, we want to pump this out, get the script done tomorrow and all that no 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 for me the scripting on wonder woman 84 was the issue with it it was the story and the pacing and how it was written was the problem it wasn't the acting or the directing or anything so i'm not interested in a third wonder woman that has a rushed script at all yeah uh, and here's the thing, like, I, I actually, I want to kind of wait to see what happens with say like this justice league, uh, Snyder cut that's going to be coming out. That's what true, does, though. what does this potentially mean for the, the DCEU? Um, I've seen some news articles where they're talking about this doesn't mean anything. This is, uh, like they're coming out saying that this is fruitless. It doesn't matter what this movie does. We're this movie's just being put out just to shut fans up. Like, okay, that's kind of wrong. Mean, take. But wrong. Take. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I like if if there is overwhelming support for the Snyder cut of Justice League, 
we might th- this might be potentially a, a weird turn in how these kinds of movies work these kinds of franchises work where something like this might become hey this is our justice league now that justice league that came out in the theaters a couple of years ago we're going to completely ignore that this is now the canon justice league in the dceu yeah could that happen that's that's what I'm kind of eager to see of whether or not that will be the turning point. And then I, my opinion for like Wonder Woman three is going to be based off of that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of leery about why they're fast tracking this all of a sudden without the without knowing what's going to happen with that yet. And that's that's something to be seen too because uh, they can say anything they want to right now, talk any way they want to about the. Uh, the full-on Snyder version of Justice League. But mm-hmm. when that starts pumping out numbers and repeated viewings and people going, yes, I love this. I want more of this. And you start seeing like the, the discourse on the internet is, oh my gosh, y'all should have let Snyder come back in and finish his, his work. You should, this is, this is so much better than what you produced before. When they start seeing all that, they have two routes that they can take. One, be petty and go, oh, well, you guys got what you wanted. Let's just move on from that, everybody, and just completely ignore it, which is dumb. Or they can act on it and say, yep, this is, we need to start springboarding everything else back off of off of this. This is now the canon version of Justice League. Forget what we did before. You know, the Snyder Cut is the actual cut of Justice League, which... That would be fascinating if that's what happens, because then it's it, it puts a dangerous precedent on, well, maybe the fans are always right, and I guarantee you I've seen times when fans are not correct. <laughs> but it comes in it comes in the uh, balance of sometimes there's studios situations where studios are not correct. So I don't know. Well, I th- I think DC does need to kind of slow down on any thoughts they have until after they see how the Snyder Cut performs, because there's a lot there's a lot at stake in regards to the story that was present in that movie and what it could mean for our future stories mm-hmm. so next on the dc train uh let's see <laughs> i know this is all like about dc now uh let's go back to uh like what's really kicking off I feel like this discussion is uh warner brothers has announced that uh, they are planning on six DC comic-based movies in a year. Uh, I think they said starting by like 2022-2023, they want to get to the point where there's six movies per year. Four of them will be theatrically released. The other two will go straight to HBO Max. That's a tall order. <laughs> Especially uh, like right off the bat, uh, when you you got to compare DC to Marvel because that's the way the comic book market has been working ever since like the 50s, 60s, 70s. Uh, DC versus Marvel. Marvel has been doing, they've gotten to the point where they could do like maybe three Marvel MCU movies a year until this year. And then they just completely dropped off and no Marvel movies this year. Right. Uh, no. That's not fair, <laughs> but uh, yeah, six DC movies in one year. 
I, I think that's kind of ambitious. I think I don't I, I don't feel like I've ever seen a moment in maybe film production history in terms of what a studio is thinking and planning outside of maybe like the dark universe where the situation has been a bright and shining example of putting the cart before the horse, (laughs) which is never a smart thing to do. Again, look at the dark universe. And I'm kind of worried now that this idea that, Hey, we're just going to do six films here. DC has a bad habit of doing this. Warner Brothers has a bad habit of doing this with DC where they just announce movie after movie. We're going to do this movie. We're going to do that movie. And then when their next movie in the line doesn't live up to the hype or doesn't succeed as much as they want, they have to quickly backtrack everything they already announced. Like we're supposed to get a Green Lantern Corps movie at some point that we're supposed to get a cyborg movie at some point. I'm sure Man of Steel 2 was actually considered somewhere along the line. Um, and you, you're seeing how long it's taking for that freaking Black Adam movie with with Dwayne Johnson to happen. I think they're going to start filming that, or they have started filming that. I don't know, but it's been like ten years since they announced it. So I don't. I I'm I have no confidence in Warner Brothers announcing we're going to start doing six DC movies a year. Uh, I I like their breakdown where they are dedicating certain ones specifically to HBO max. I think that is a, is a fun idea to kind of integrate what you see in the theater with what you can see on HBO max. And these stories are combined and all that might not be fun for people who don't have HBO max and don't have plans to get HBO max, but if they cared about it and that's the situation, the thing with those movies is by doing this and this is what, what we've talked about before is now we're setting up the HBO max or your streaming services are becoming the modern day direct to video direct to DVD type of movies. Yeah. Uh, or at least that's what originally it could have been. There's been movies that have gone direct to streaming. Uh, even this year, I, I, I I'll name two off the top of my head, Palm Springs and American pickle were fantastic movies. They were great movies. I like I gave them a very good rating when we reviewed them. Of course we reviewed them on the tagline and not on uh, their own review video. So yeah. <laughs> there's my there's my point exactly. Uh but it, streaming just because it's going direct to streaming doesn't necessarily mean it's like straight up crap. Um and that's the new era that we're that we're living in as far as movie releases now. The thing is, is the press release or the news article I read about this earlier, uh, they pointed out movies, uh, for example, going straight to streaming would be like the Batgirl movie that they have planned or the Static Shock movie that they have planned. What it's telling us is that we don't we just we don't have faith in these movies. We have enough faith to potentially make a movie about it, but now that the option for it to go to streaming is available, that's where our faith stops. Yeah. And it does, for yeah. those that are fans of like Static Shock, that was a very popular cartoon through the like late 90s, early 2000s. Well, it's a very popular comic book now, too. I yeah. mean, the, char- the character of Static is, is you know, has been lifted up more recently as a very important hero. And so, you know, you're looking at situations like that, like, uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll touch on like some of the social side of it. You have bat, bat one, bat girl who, you know, you got female representation there. You got static who is uh, representation in the black community there. Uh, another example of a superhero uh, for, for their community to kind of put up on the screen so that, you know, everyone, everyone, it, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it's a good, it's social, it's social representation. It's something that we need more of in these, in these movies uh, for it to kind of feel like it's being both of these kind of being pushed aside to a streaming service. It doesn't come across as the best image that somebody might want to have in terms of studio production, especially when you think at least in terms of static, that is a, there's a story there that is, ripe for big screen entertainment too oh yeah uh and i don't i I don't want it to sound like that we are trying to infer that the studios are like oh let's make this movie about a female-led batman batgirl movie let's push it to streaming let's push this movie about a black superhero to streaming it's not because of that i i i when i first heard of this i read it completely as like these aren't your your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman. It's not your your top tier yeah. characters that the comic book companies were known for. Um, there's you're, like you wouldn't push Spider Man to a streaming service. There's there's two different ways to view it view it though. Uh, I'm not saying that the uh, studio or the companies are are thinking about doing that intentionally. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is from a from a representation point of view, the individuals who uh, care about it from that perspective. Uh, care about those properties from that perspective are going to feel like, wait, is our story not good enough for the big screen? Is that not something that, and it's, it's not what the studio intentionally does, but it's how it comes across. Yeah. And that's, that's really important. And that, and that's the thing going back to the whole idea of like direct, direct to DVD, direct to video movies. When blockbuster video was the popular place to be on a Friday night when you're, when you have a family. Yeah. That wasn't a thing to think of. We weren't at that time in this world that no one was looking at, oh, well, you've got this particular movie that's highlighting this particular demographic and it's going straight to DVD. You mean to tell me that that particular demographic's not big enough? No, they just they didn't have faith in that movie. No matter who was in it, just the movie itself. There was no faith from the studio behind it or it was a very cheap, uh, not cheap, but a very low budget studio that potentially couldn't afford wide releases. Uh, that's the way videos worked back then. So the thing is, is like in uh, specifically with that example, I just said, this is coming from Warner brothers, DC. They've got the money to potentially make these movies. And I, I, I would have said like, I, I didn't watch static shock when I was younger. By the time that came out, like I think I, I was moving on past like the cartoons of that time and like say going into the military graduating high school and whatnot um i i like i just i didn't it wasn't during the time when i was watching cartoons so therefore i never got into it but as someone who's still watching how pop culture works i would believe that static shock should be worthy of being put on the big screen like given his powers, the the special effects that are going to be needed for that movie, I want to see that on the big screen. I will go see that movie if it's on the big screen. Like I get it, and it makes sense. I think that the uh, HBO Max side of it 
does need to keep to you know more of the the maybe c-list heroes yeah you, you look at the situation though is that if marvel studios did that maybe we wouldn't have gotten guardians of the galaxy on the big screen so there is there's an argument to be made that there are some c-list heroes who actually could fare pretty well on the big screen but somebody like static shock is maybe like b plus at worst at this point i would and, compare static to like miles morales in marvel yeah yeah, somebody who has gained more popularity over recent years and just definitely deserves a big screen shout out. I understand. I, I get like a Batgirl. Uh, I, I said what I said earlier, but I, I understand like a Batgirl specifically going to like an HBO Max because Bat, Batgirl in terms of like the Batman universe isn't as, as big of a story. But like if that's the case, then, you know, what other what other movies are we seeing on the big screen? You know, are we seeing you know, like a power girl or something on the big screen, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Or Bat or Batgirl's always been a secondary character to Batman. Yeah. If, if they like were to make a, a Robin movie, I would expect it to go this HBO max route also. Or I would just expect Robin to be like a secondary character in a Batman movie. Like I would expect a Batgirl to also be yeah. typically too. So I don't know. It's th this whole situation is, is very interesting. Uh, I really want to like speak more into the hey we're planning on doing six movies a year, like what? Again, <laughs> very very ambitious to be able to have that many productions going on at once. Um, and the thing that makes me leery about it is, for the most part, th what makes the MCU successful is Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige's like got his hands on these movies. He's in control, uh, absolute control of the MCU. We don't have a Kevin Feige for the DCEU. And most of these, uh, when movies are coming out, like you mentioned the Dark Universe earlier, most of these movies that come out as like, hey, we're going to present to you another uh, franchise movie universe here. I'm not hearing the the showrunner so to speak i'm not hearing the one focal head that's going to get that that entire series encompassed and pulled together i'm hearing that this movie has this producer this movie has this producer there's this director is this a thought feeling opinion this writer this like too many hands in the cookie jar uh and i think that's what dc needs is that one focused focal person for it to tie into to be successful they were initially like way back in the day going to set up uh zach snyder to be that individual he was going to be the one that kind of sees he, he will like executive produce everything and he'll he'll see the main storyline through of the of the dcu and it's like john favreau i guess yeah but coming from a director into a producerial uh role mm-hmm I, I think what it is is that they just have somebody who's dedicated to the characters as they've been portrayed in the comics. Kevin Feige is dedicated to the characters on the Marvel side as they've been portrayed in the comics, uh, faithfully adapting them to the screen. Somebody who is just solely interested and passionate about how are we translating these characters from comic to screen. And then what is the overarching storyline that we're building with each of these movies? And that's the person that DC needs. That is what Kevin Feige has done for Marvel. That is what DC needs at this point. 
Because if it's just a boardroom of individuals saying, hey, it makes sense to do six movies a year, we'll throw two on HBO Max and the other four we'll put in the, in the movie theaters with like no further thought as to, okay, but who is who is the man in the chair? Who is the one that is the point man on literally everything that we're doing? Because if there's not one of those, you're going to have the same issue that uh, Lucasfilm had with the Star Wars sequels where you had J.J. Abrams come in and then you had... Ryan Johnson come in and they were supposed to have uh, was it Colin Trevorrow or or, or, or someone was supposed to yeah. come in for the third one, but then they got fired and eh, you know let's just bring JJ back and oh whoops we forgot to make a a real working through line all the way through these movies and for and Star Wars I would have said Kathleen Kennedy but yeah and and then that's the situation but which what I'm what I'm speaking to is that. For an expansive universe of various properties like what the MCU is and what the DCU is trying to be, there absolutely has to be someone point manning over everything. Otherwise, you're going to have a complete jumbled mess. And I don't feel confident in the sixth movie a year not being a complete jumbled mess from the start. Especially not with what DC has shown so far where only a handful of movies can be considered decent or good. Yeah. It's a large problem. Yeah, and that's why I think like I here's the thing. If you were telling me that Marvel has announced that they're gonna do six movies a year, I'd probably be I'd probably believe it and I'd probably be okay with it. Uh now, granted, the stipulation is they're doing six movies a year, and two of those six movies are gonna go straight to Disney Plus. So kind of following the same format. Uh, I'd probably be okay with it, and I would, I, I'd be here for it because I'd have complete faith that Kevin Feige knows what he's doing with that property, with that franchise. Um, yep. I don't think DC. Uh, this is this is unfortunately that this is what I think is happening with DC. Uh, they were too quick to rush into Justice League. Uh, they were too quick. Basically, they wanted to have their Avengers out there in front of your eyeballs, like right now capitalize on what Avengers has done for Marvel. They wanted it for themselves as well. They didn't take the time that Marvel did. Marvel did the slow build up to Avengers. And when we finally got it uh, going from like, was it four years later, Iron Man came out in 2008. Avengers was 2012. They had earned that right to do a really good movie. And we all loved it. Like Avengers was phenomenal, such a good movie. I like. I will rewatch it constantly. Still, we're talking about monetizing hype, essentially. Uh, yeah, basically. And DC has not earned that. They released that Man of Steel movie, and then got the idea based off of that. Well, let's use this to springboard the rest of our universe. Then they put out Batman versus Superman. They put out Wonder Woman, and then they put out Justice League. Like. They skipped over a whole bunch. Like, they should have put out a new Batman movie. I understand why they didn't, because we had just finished the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie. So, eh, kind of kind of weird just cranking out another Batman movie real quick. So, they shot themselves in the foot with that, basically. The Christopher Nolan yeah. movies are great, but... Eh. I think, I think the, the, the issue and the reason that you're seeing a difference here is that... Marvel, at this point, we, we'd we be completely fine with Marvel saying we're going to do six movies a year. 
mm-hmm. um, based purely on the fact that they have earned our trust over a decade now. DC yeah. has still not kept us going movie after movie being, you know, these fantastic films like Marvel has done, which I know saying that on the internet on YouTube is going to get us all sorts of dislikes on this video later on. If those people tend to uh, want to hop on and, and find, find this and our discussion on this, but that's likes mean exactly the same thing that likes do. It's no it, different. It helps us um, either way <laughs> uh, for likes because you're, hurting us, but you're helping us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that, that's the thing though. Like at some point you have to admit that the narrative structure of the bulk of your movies, not all of them. DC does have a, a few in there that I consider actually really good. I, I do enjoy man of steel and I do enjoy the first wonder woman movie. Um, but at some point though, you have to, you have to admit that some of the choices you made in these films or how you've written them isn't quite up to where it should be. It doesn't quite do honor to the characters that you're trying to portray. Um, and I think that's what Marvel's done really well. So when it comes to this six movie a year situation from DC, uh, I'm currently very apprehensive about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. I want with Marvel. We have seen that game plan. We knew exactly what they were doing. They did kind of like the, uh, the Comic-Con presentation thing, kind of like what we just got with the Disney investors. They've yeah. come out and they've told us, hey, these are the movies that are coming out. And based off of those movies, you can kind of tell what their game plan is for their story and how they're building their universe. We don't get that with DC. We got like we had the DC fandom, but they kind of just talked about movies that we already knew were coming out anyways. They didn't introduce anything new, any new ideas, new concepts. Yeah. There was no real, yeah, it just kind of fell flat. And that that it's that kind of thing that I, I don't have faith in this. I don't want to be negative. I love DC Comics. I grew up as a comic book fan, so I love Marvel and DC. I just, yeah. I want to see DC match the level that, like Marvel's doing and I want them I want to see them be just as successful because I want to be able to say I enjoy their universe just as much as I am enjoying the Marvel universe. Yeah, Nothing well, against them at all whatsoever. Now let's flip the script here because we talk about how apprehensive we can be over this decision and, and this announcement and everything, but what if they uh, first they announce their slate of movies for 2022? It's the first year that they're supposed to be doing this six movies a year thing in, which that's oof. It's basically a year away at this point. Um, but we're talking about <laughs> or, or like 80, depending on how we measure a year nowadays. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what 2021 looks like. But uh, you know, their first movie out of the gate, whatever it might be in 2022. We look at that movie and it's actually fantastic. Nailed it. Nailed the character. Perfect. Now, all of a sudden, we feel a little bit better about what else is coming out. Now, let's say, what if by chance they nail all of six of those movies for 2022? Now, all of a sudden, this looks like a good plan 
and 2023's movies we're excited about. And if they actually get on the track like Marvel has done from the beginning and all their characters, all their stories are good, we look back at this video where we're sitting here saying, this doesn't seem like a good plan. This doesn't seem like a good idea. And we go, <laughs> if only they knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is these the individuals who are a part of of the DC creative team right now. Like I, I slyly mentioned Jeff Johns earlier. He's one that has been consistently a part of scripts that weren't so good. If you go back and you look at, uh, say, uh, the, the first Wonder Woman and then this one, I believe that I don't believe that Jeff Johns wrote the first one. He might have actually, from what I hear, I believe, and this could be completely wrong. So take it for a grain of salt, but I believe he rewrote part of the first Wonder Woman. I bet you could probably figure out which part. <laughs> the uh, ending. <laughs> ending. That's what I hear. Uh, but he did have a hand in writing this one. Now I know what Patty Jenkins did also as well, but I, I don't really put, I don't really put the blame on her as much as Jeff, because we've seen his, we've seen, we've seen his writing and say like Batman versus Superman and kind of these, these, these other, these other, uh, I want to say he was, he maybe had a part of suicide squad too. I can't remember, but he was the executive producer. Yeah. So there's there's decisions being made, whether it's writing or whether it could be just him and producer standpoint, where uh, a lot of people are having issue with the creative direction that he's taken, which is which I would I would expect a lot because he comes from a comic book background as well. He mm -hmm. I know that he's written a lot of comic books and stuff, too. So I don't know if I feel like if somebody isn't. If, if maybe the, the common denominator for a lot of these movies is somebody who isn't, you know, living up to your expectation, maybe. All right. First thing we do is kind of go in a different direction. Um, and I think that just comes back to what we were talking about. We need a Kevin Feige for the DC universe. We want the six movie a year thing to work out very well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's the future that we're looking at right now. And Interesting to see where it goes, but once this like, pandemic ends, the pandemic of DC begins. Ha ha! I went there. All right. <clears throat> That's the thing. Like Marvel has had a clear, concise direction. They've changed some things up a, a, a couple of times. Like, of course, yeah. their movie slates changed once it was official that they had the ability to add Spider-Man to Civil War. Uh, there's been small changes like that that have happened. The the slate changed again when. Uh, Disney acquired Fox. So stuff like that has happened, but they've still had like a direction they were going. How long have we heard that this Black Adam movie is being made? Yeah, that's what I said you earlier. It's like it's been like 10 years. It's been like yeah. a decade. So I don't know. It would be nice to see some kind of direction, some kind of focal control, but I, I they don't have my faith so far. And I'll still watch the movies because, again, DC fan, but care, care about the characters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I don't know. Um, I think that's going to write. Any of y'all in the chat, y'all got anything else to say about this, like DC, DC movies? What are your thoughts, feelings, opinions of DC movies? Uh, let us know. Drop us a, a comment. 
<laughs> in the chat about it. Um, that's that's roughly the movie news for tonight. That's let me yeah, start wrapping things light. up here. It's been very very light lately with with uh, movie news ever since that the investor meeting in the in the Warner Brothers talking about everything going to HBO Max. This is like those were like the two huge like bombs of of information, and mm-hmm. then after that it's quiet. Well, yeah. Also, we've had the holidays in here, so no one's trying to develop or announce anything while Christmas and New Year's is going on because eh, no one's paying attention, uh, essentially. That is um, true. Yes, so, very true. Yes. Yeah. If y'all have any other comments, anything else you want to add, again, Streamlabs is available, Super Chats, uh, just the regular chat. You can type anything in there as well. <laughs> Um, as we close off again, if you weren't here at the beginning of this, uh, we've added new tiers to the Patreon. Uh, you do have also access to our official discord that is up and live. Go check out our Patreon, find it, find a tier that is good for you and hop on that tier. Cause that would help us out a whole lot. Uh, this channel will grow this next year. Uh, like I guarantee a year from now we're going to be doing uh, the tagline and we're going to have, I don't know, close to a hundred people in the chat during, during one of these. I'm very ambitious with this. I love your optimism. I mean, I'm just trying, I'm trying to set a goal and shoot for it. If I don't make it cool, I know how YouTube works, but I want to be positive about this. This is, this is our baby. This is, I want to see this grow. Remind so. me to feed you a delicious treat later to reward your optimism. Yay! Can I have more whiskey? That's what I need right now. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, pessimism. <laughs> maybe. Um, so to those of y'all that are a part of our Patreon, thank you very much for being a part of there. Thank you for supporting us. I know we got a couple of new followers within like the past 24 hours. So thank you. For people who are hopping on make sure you are following us because we've got a lot of new developments coming again stuff that we're going to be talking about very very soon um and i can't wait to start developing new content because that's what makes me happy and i plan on getting physically better because my mental headspace once i'm physically better will be full steam ahead on pretty much everything I want to do in life. So that means this channel, that means everything. So I need my body to physically get better is what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, if, you want to, if you want to donate to the, the, the Patreon and stuff, I can, I can go get some medical work done. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's an actual reasoning behind this. Uh, it's also uh, because of this, uh, again, I think feel like we've pointed this out before, but, uh, if you're used to seeing us in our dining room with the blue curtain behind us while we're sitting in a chair and not in a stream yard format, uh, it's because it's because of him. Just blame blame him for this. Just it's all his fault. <laughs> uh, it, it is actually easier for his neck and back, given the injury that he has, for him to be sitting in that particular chair. Yeah. Well, I know you are taking a break from that by leaning forward, but. It helps him to be sitting in that chair. So uh, those of y'all that know, like a month ago or so, we were trying to campaign for people to donate money so he could get that chair. It's been a big, huge help. It's the reason why we're still doing the tagline at the very least from StreamYard instead of like, "Eh, we can't do it tonight. He can't sit up. I 
also like to think that we're doing it from StreamYard because it gives us great interaction with our chat, with the people watching. What? And that's that's what I, that's what I really really enjoy. Not, I said chat, not cat. Yeah, I know the cat, the cat, cat is chatting. Yeah, chat interaction, not cat interaction. <laughs> <laughs> nice anyway. time, Lola. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're drawing up support, guys. Uh, we're going to grow this channel, this brand, everything that we're doing here. We want to build a community over on that Discord. So even if you just jump on the Patreon for a dollar, you get access to that Discord and you can help us be a part of building out the community of movie lovers and, and just entertainment junkies and all that stuff over there. So <laughs> entertainment junkies i feel like that's a split from another youtube channel that i was not intentional that was not intentional <laughs> i don't own the corner on the word <laughs> junkies <laughs> no that's that one dude downtown on the corner that <laughs> that has the junkie term <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> anyways um yeah, I think that's gonna be about it. Make sure, just follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Cinefanatics MLP. There's Robert Adams MLP, Chris Adams MLP. Uh, we've got fun stuff planned for this, and 2021 is gonna be a blast for us to get into. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Um, uh, come back Tuesday for the tagline. Oh, you're already here, you know, yeah. Yeah, next Tuesday tagline as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, like the actual game plan of what we're doing because I want to make that announcement very soon. So because I'm just, I'm just eager to create this new content. Yep, new shows, new videos, new, new, new stuff inbound. But we gotta, we've got to get it organized because you're dealing with two uh, ADD individuals here, and sometimes we can get distracted and uh, what. It, what was that? Hey, cat. Welcome. She decided to hop on the bed. What was I saying? Anyway, I don't uh, know. I was paying attention so, to my yeah. cat. So, so yes, uh, we're gonna get stuff organized and, and worked out and, and set before we uh, make any announcements. So just just keep watching. Just just stay tuned because we've got. It's coming. It's coming. Stuff's coming. It's gonna be worth that that subscribe. Yeah, so help us out. Do all those YouTube things. Like, comment, subscribe on this video. Share it with your friends. Uh, again, big push in 2021. Make sure you're sharing. We we want more. We want to see some new faces. Bring some new faces in for us. Uh, uh, like, I don't care about those fir first two rules of Fight Club. I just want to see the new faces coming in. Um, the first rule of Cinefanatics is you absolutely can talk about Cinefanatics, please. Just everywhere. Just <laughs> Cinefanatics. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and then I also hope to reach a day where we're talking about more than just mo what Marvel and DC is doing, <laughs> or, or Disney Plus and HBO, <laughs> or the pandemic, or the pandemic. Yeah. So it's been a thing since we started this show. Again, do the YouTube things, like, comment, subscribe. I believe that's going to do it for tonight. I don't see any new questions, comments. So yeah, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for being here for being a part of this. It's been a blast. Garth is here. Let's come. Let's. There he is. Welcome, Garth. I do like his uh, his avatar logo thing. It's drawing. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, we will see y'all next week. Later. See ya. <laughs>